tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The A to Z of Disease Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the A to Z of Disease Podcast with me, Rose Mokonyo. We are continuing with our series of discussion on allergies. And on our last episode, we started with the introduction on what is an allergy, what causes this. And now we are going to be discussing food allergies. With me is Dr. Penina Mosioka, who will be taking us through this discussion. Karibu, Doctor. Thank you so much, Rose, for having me. Today, as we discuss food allergies, it's just a continuation from the previous one. And uh, food allergies, basically, it's uh, adverse reactions towards food, but they have to be immunologically mediated. You realize one can have reactions after taking some food or food additives, but not all reactions are immune-mediated. For example, there are some people who will not be able to take milk because they are lactose intolerant. That doesn't mean they are allergic to lactose. It's just that they lack that enzyme lactase which can digest the, the lactose. Then, for example, someone can take food and because of maybe food poisoning, they get a reaction. That does not mean that they are allergic to to that food. So I think that's what we need to differentiate, that the fact that you are you reacted to food because maybe it was either food poisoning or there was any toxic media in it or you are like not able to digest that food like if you lack an enzyme or like something like that, it doesn't mean you're allergic to it. For you to say you have food allergy it has to be immunologically mediated. Just to recap on what we discussed last week, could you tell us why food reacts in our bodies? Basically, when we are born and we are growing, we are supposed to be oral tolerant. In terms of whatever you are able to take in, you should not be able to react to it. But some people, because of genetic uh, makeup and some environmental modification, you find that oral tolerance, they do not have it. So when this food, they ingest it, it is viewed by the body as foreign. And the body is prepared to fight this foreign. And that's how you get the reaction. So you'll find it can t- happen almost immediate, and even some reaction can delay about two, several hours. But 90% of it is usually Ig mediated, and it's almost immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what foods can we react to? And uh, do people? Um, do we have clusters of people like, uh, particularly who react to certain foods? Like let's say someone reacts to. Um, ground nuts. Do we have a certain category of those people that react to, to ground nuts? Mm, okay. So we react to different foods and uh, some foods have been shown to like more likely to cause a reaction than others. But just before I continue, I need to say that food allergy is actually common in children than in the adults. So you will find it is highest in you know infants. You see around 2 to 8% of the infant's population they will have food allergy. But by the time they have grown and they are becoming adults, it's around 1% to 2%. And the difference is because as they grow, they are able to grow most of these food allergies. So by the time they are becoming adults, they are minimal. So with time, you are becoming tolerant to that food. So the foods which are most likely to give you allergies is oh, peanuts. It's one of those. 
fish, shellfish, uh, milk, especially cow milk. Um, there is also some fruits which can give you. Sesame can also boost you uh, some food allergy. Um, chicken, egg, you know, those are the most common ones. And also the tree nuts. Tree nuts are things like almonds, cashew nuts, azul nuts, you know, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But you realize there is what you call cross-reactivity. So you may find someone, if they are reacting to an egg, there is almost around, you know, 50% chance they may react to chicken. You see, if someone reacts to cow milk, there is also another chance that they may react to sheep milk or goat milk. If someone reacts to fish or shellfish, for example, they may not be able to react to all types of fish. You find they cannot eat any other fish. Yeah, so you also have to look at it in those ways. How will that, a parent know that a child is reacting to certain foods that they have taken? So that comes with a lot of... Um, of course, you have to have observed your child. I think first we start with the signs and symptoms, which you will see to know that most likely the person has an, a reaction. So if you have ingested a certain food, and then immediately they show some of these signs or symptoms. And uh, you realize, coming in contact with that food, it doesn't have to be oral ingestion only. It might have touched you on the skin. It might have, you might have inhaled. You might have, um, what is it called? Yeah, ingestion, uh, contact with the skin, you know, or inhalation. So it's not all the time that you have to have ingested the food. And again, it doesn't even have to be food, food. Because some of these ingredients can be hidden in cosmetics, can be hidden in uh, some medicines. You'll find they contain some of this, maybe egg yolk, or, you know, all those kind of things. So it's, you have ingested something, and then you develop reactions. So most of the time, the reactions, I call them cutaneous on the skin. So on the skin, they have the hives, the articaria, they are itching. Some they will flash, the skin is flashing. If they are light skin, they will you know, appear red because the skin is flashing. Then in the eyes, they will be teary, they are itchy, they are red, you know. In the mouth, then you call what you call a joedema. In terms of the lips will swell, they'll have an itchy sensation inside the mouth, and uh, some also will swell around the larynx. And if they do, they are not able to breathe properly. Because of that, the rejoidema, they'll have an abnormal sound, call it strider, as they are trying to breathe in. And uh, you can some they'll even develop difficulty in breathing. You can see they're having trouble breathing. And uh, some are even wheezing. And then if it becomes system systemic now, you realize they, they, because of the vasodilatation, so they are flashing, they are not able to breathe, they become dizzy, they lose consciousness, and even some collapse. They go into shock and they can die. Mm -hmm. Then uh, in the GIT, apart from now the swelling of around the mouth, it's the feeling of nausea, feeling of vomit. Some will vomit, flatulence that they have is distended full of gas, and some can get diarrhea and abdominal cramps. Yeah. So mostly it can be all that. So the symptoms can be mild, moderate, or even severe. Mild meaning maybe it's just a few skin symptoms like maybe those at carrier hives and then maybe eyes are itchy maybe the mouth is itchy and swelling others they will move from there to the full spectrum of what we call the anaphylactic shock 
or anaphylaxis because now they, they, you have the respiratory system involved that they are not able to breathe properly, they are wheezing, uh, they have strider, then the cardiovascular collapse in terms of because of the vasodilatation, they are flashing, their blood pressure is dropping, they get dizzy and they collapse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when a child comes to you with all these symptoms, what are the first steps that you take in management? Emergency management is epinephrine. And uh, we advise and we say every child who is known to be allergic should have a jewelry showing that they are usually allergic to that food, whatever it is. Because even when you avoid, there can always be extended exposures that you can get it. Then they should carry the epinephrine with them, at least two pens of epinephrine wherever they go. But of course, when they come to the hospital, the first thing we will give is epinephrine. That is what makes the difference. And then after that, now the other things they can get is maybe some bronchodilators if they are wheezing, some antihistamines, and uh, um, uh, we call them something for the abdomen, the PPIs, to reduce the acid and all that. But the first line treatment is epinephrine. What, what, does, what does it do? Now, epinephrine is what will work to reverse the symptoms they are having. If it is a blood pressure, it will be able to go up and uh, open up the chest so they'll be able to breathe better. Basically, it's able to reverse the symptoms they are having because of the allergic reaction. Yeah, and sometimes one is not enough. So they may get one, then now, after some time, they get another one. That's why we say, even because they should be trained to give themselves whatever they are, even when you are giving yourself one, you should be able to come to the hospital because the symptoms may go away for a short time, then they come back. So you still need to be under, you know, medical care for some time, and you may need another injection as well. Yeah. Do we find some people who are tolerant to the foods they used to react before, and what happens? Yeah, you realize some, especially milk, milk, cow milk, and a wheat, a different contribution of some people react to wheat. Cow milk and wheat have been shown many people able to outgrow it. So you'll find someone was not taking calmly when they were a child, but with time they're able to tolerate it. Yeah, and mostly there's nothing has been done. It's just that the body gets tolerant to it. But uh, there's a recent study showing that uh, even patients who are not tolerant to peanuts, now they are, being, they are trying there's an immunotherapy. So there's a medication they are being given, and it's like they're being given small, very small amounts of peanut, very small amounts, introduced slowly, slowly, slowly. And with time they get a bit tolerant. And the reason why it is being done, not because we want you to start eating peanut, but it's because so that when accidentally you're able to ingest that peanut, it will not give you a very adverse reaction like before. Yeah. So they are medic- they know there are things you are being done, especially that immunotherapy is it's, I think it's a game changer because it's making a difference in lives of these people. Yeah. Okay. How can we prevent these food allergies? Or is there a way that we can prevent uh, food allergies? Yes. Now, prevention is the most important thing. And uh, prevention will only be possible, first of all, if you identify what you are reacting to. So to identify what you are reacting to, when you see your doctor, there's a lot of goes to the history of what you have eaten in the previous days, and slowly, slowly, with elimination method, you are able to tell most likely this is what I'm, most likely I'm reacting to this. And even sometimes they even rechallenge with the same food under medical care and then ascertain whether for sure this is what we are reacting to. Or sometimes we also have what we call the diet diary. So when you eat, you document, you document. So that if you get a reaction, you know you ate this and this is what most likely you, you reacted to. 
Then from all that history now, there can even some tests you can be done. Like there's the skin prick test, the patch test, even some blood tests, immunological. To see the levels of IgE and the levels of IgE to this certain food like that. So that we are able at least to know with certainty, this is what most likely this person is reacting to. So now a moment you know what we are reacting to. The best treatment for that is avoiding that food. Now avoiding that food, that's where the challenge comes in. Because, you know, sometimes um, it's easy to say avoid milk, for example. But it is not as easy as said as done. Because you'll find your you, child will go outside in school, maybe they eat cake, that cake had some milk and gives you a reaction. And this milk is not a very good example. It's peanuts, because peanuts are the ones who will give you very bad reactions. Mm -hmm. You know, peanuts can be put in so many things. Yeah. So first of all, you have to teach them how to read food labels and read them properly. So that they, before you buy something or before you consume something, you have to see what are the ingredients are to read the food labels well. That's one. So that you can avoid. Number two, to avoid cross-contact. Like when food is being prepared, it's very possible like... I was cutting meat here, and then now I cut vegetables. You see, you may say I've not eaten meat, but somehow the vegetables have been stained with the same meat or fish, mm -hmm. which causes allergy to this other person. So to make sure if you are using a service, you clean very well with soap and water. Those allergens, they don't come out unless you clean with soap and water. If you use soap, clean, like water only, they don't come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they can cause a reaction to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so cross-contact you have to be aware of it, and then the cross-reactivity I was talking about. That if you react to cow milk, there is a chance that you can also react to goat milk. So you are safer avoiding all of them, you know. Mm -hmm. Then there is what we call oral polygen allergy. And the difference with this because now, this one is inhalation. You inhale pollen. Then that pollen, it's what makes you get allergy. But now there is this cross-reactivity because if you react to that pollen, for example, the ragweed pollen, if I'm allergic to it, then I will be allergic to bananas, you know, melons, you know, those kind of things. You know, the things you don't even expect. But now you find someone is reacting to such kind of things. So you have to be aware of such. Then now we talk about the um, look for allergy safe, semi food allergy safe restaurants when you are eating out. So that the ones you, we, we, when you tell them I'm allergic to peanuts, they can be assured, they can assure you the food you're going to prepare is it's safe for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, what we say is if you feel you are not safe, then you better not take it if you are not sure because most likely, you know, you, it may give you a reaction. Yeah, then of course, we used to have an emergency care plan that you have that daily showing you have food allergy just in case, in case of an accidental exposure. And then that emergency care plan is known where the child goes, daycare, school, church, wherever they will go, so that at least the, the, the nurses, the caregivers, they may know that this person has food allergy. And then that care plan has plans, like give you this, see these kind of symptoms, give epinephrine, give this, like that. It's very nice and structured. And then they always have the epinephrine carrying them wherever they go. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Daktari. That was very insightful, and I'm sure so many people have learned from this discussion. Be sure to catch me next time on our next episode of the A to Z of Disease. I am Rose Mokonya. The A to Z of Disease podcast. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.